Oh, hey there, folks. You're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all of the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I am coming on at the top of the show to let you know that this is a special episode from when I was in London. I did some street interviews about the differences between customer service in the United States versus in the UK and the, the fundamental influence that tipping culture has on the type of customer service that you receive and the literal way that you are spoken to and treated when you enter uh, any establishment in the U.S. versus in the U.K. So it was fascinating, and I was actually really surprised at the almost, almost 100% consensus about if they want to bring tipping culture to the UK and how they think that would affect things both positively and negatively. So get ready to enjoy some super fun accents. I wish I had so many more interviews, but the ones that I did get, I'm super grateful for. And thank you so much to all the people that were willing to participate in the show notes. You'll have references to all of the various restaurants and bars and places that I went into. Everyone was so generous with their time. And there's a gentleman that is the proprietor of a hair salon who I get the most time with. And you, his company or the name of his salon will be in the show notes as well. He was delightful and actually scheduled an appointment for me to come back and actually get more of his time whilst he was trying to run a business on a very busy day. So I was just rocking up to people and being like, Hey, can we talk? And I got very few no's. I was really surprised. And it was so funny because I was walking around with a microphone and I'm weird and I'm handing out this logo that says service from hell. I'm so grateful for the people that gave me their time. And I was really grateful for the perspective. So shout out to all my friends in the UK. I had the best time with all of you. You all are lovely. And Whilst I disagree with your the overwhelming majority of your takes on customer service culture, I do agree that you are in a lovely country. So thank you everybody who hosted and made sure that I had a great time whilst I was there. And thank you for everyone that let me interview them. Okay, let's get on with the show. Okay, it is, what is it, September 1st? No, August 31st, September 1st. It is September 1st, 2022. I am at 10 Islands Coffee and Smoothies with Junior, who is from Cape Verde, which is um, an island nation. And um, okay, uh, Junior, do I have your permission to record the answers to these questions? Uh, Yes, you do. Okay, lovely. And uh, why is your business called 10 Islands? Oh, um, there's my background, where I came from. I came from Cape Verde, which we have uh, uh, 10 islands there. And then the first um, idea, just, uh, you know, keep Cape Verde into, uh, close to me. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. And what is it that you sell? Oh, here, uh, yeah, basically we sell um, coffee and, uh, and the juices. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's got a customer, so we're going to pause. I didn't even know the space was open. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quite a lot of people say the same thing. Been here almost four years now. Nice. Yeah. Do you have anything to do with the gym? I'm serious. Yeah, no, it's separate. Yeah. They're always here for the smoothies and juices. And yeah. <laughs> you're making your money. Oh, you're working. You're working. You're working. Okay. So uh, it's ten islands, coffees, and smoothies. So you came up with that because of the Cape Verde is ten islands. Exactly. Okay. Where I came from. And you have been in London for how long? Uh, I've been here uh, roughly uh, seven years now. Yeah. And how was it opening a business out here? Um, to be honest, it was quite. It was quite. Um, it, for me, it was. Um, I came here. I'm going to tell you my story. I just came here. I worked um, my first time. I found a job in the in hospitality, which is a coffee, uh, and um, that time was a coffee and the pastries and the kind of things. And uh, I worked there for four years, and then I got my experience about coffee, you know, berries and stuff. I said, we, me and my cousin, and then we said, we have to open something for us. And then we just started in the coffee and cake in Brixton, and then um, it was in 2018. Now we just, uh, yeah, we are in, in the same path now, yeah. Okay, and um, as far as hospitality goes, did you work in a hospitality uh, in Cape Verde as well, or were you only have you only ever done it out here? No, 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 because I um, I went to Portugal when I was uh, around sixteen, and then the time I just uh, my first work was in Portugal, and then no, and I worked in this as a as a chef in Portugal when I came here. Yeah, I didn't have any experience about this. What I'm doing now, you know, life sometimes just uh, <laughs> I shoot you for for the uh, yeah for the expected what you what you what you. Were you, 
what you're expecting for, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what is your favorite part of being in customer service? Uh, my favorite part to being like in the customer service is basically when people come here. You know, it's just like a good morning. Sometimes they just change your day or good afternoon. You know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. What's your least favorite part? In the customer service. Uh, okay. Sometimes people just give you um, a hard time when they choose something and then once you have done the things, you know, like uh, you like anything else and then they try to like, you know, it's not what I'm, I'm, I wasn't looking for. Can you do uh, different ones? Like, okay, yeah, I can do different things for you. What did you like? And then they keep asking something that doesn't make sense in the business. But yeah, you have to. As I said, always customer have a, have a, have a right. Yeah, <laughs> they always right. Yeah. Do you feel that way? The customer is always right. Uh, you know, in terms of business, uh, um, I I didn't. Uh, what can I say? Uh, when I was working for someone else, I say like uh, I didn't agree with this word. Customers is always right. I was, which is like they there's something they do something very very tricky. You say like now they are not right. But when I open my business, I can say the customer is always right. Yeah, yeah. Why did your perspective change? Like why did that change for you? Yeah, because um, when you have a, your you when you own a business, yeah. And then what do you make? What do you what do you expect for customers? Is a, is a really really soft customer service. But when they come, for example, to say, it, um, okay, I don't want this, I want that. Um, I cannot explain it. I cannot I, I cannot um, agree with that because basically I want them to come back. Basically, what's my the the, the point is like, okay, um, whatever you you wrong, I put the position that you right. But what I mean that is you to come back. You know, make you comfortable. Whatever mistake you do, you always right. You you have to come back next time. That's uh, my goals. Yeah. That's honest. Okay. And so, what would be the one thing you would change about customer service culture in London or in the UK that is hard to adjust to? Like something that you know is just sort of part of the culture out here, but you're like, ugh, that's hard. Okay. Uh, before customer service, what I uh, in London uh, or in England, what I've I don't understand when, okay, you are by yourself, you are your own in the shop, and then if you do something else in the shop, and the customer just come, and then if you don't tell them hello, they just go, and then just, uh, they don't just, they don't sell hi, uh, can you help me? No, they just go straight away, don't, uh, they don't wait for you to say, you know, that's my harder part as well. <laughs> so you find that you have to greet everybody that comes in, or they won't buy anything? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. But um, when they come here uh, inside my shop, that means a lot because they know that um, uh, I'm here, uh, even though they don't buy anything for the first time. But they go and they always uh, they have on their mind that uh, Junior is here, or coffee is here, or juices is here. They do juices here, you know. That's, that counts a lot as well. Okay, and you're, you had told me off the mic that your parents are living in the United States and you've been there to visit. So have you noticed a difference in like the tipping culture? Because I've noticed out here it's not very common to tip at all. And so have you, do you find that the customer service experience is different when there's people that are tipped versus not tipped? Or do you see the differences between the United States and here? Oh yes, that's a uh, huge difference between United States and here. Uh, basically, I can tell you that I've got my small um, uh, tips here, but um, I used to have it in front of the customers, right, in front of the teal. But yeah, it's reached a point that I say like, uh, do I look uh, uh, not good? Do I look uh, being put in these uh, small jars, uh, uh, tip jars in front of the customers? Let me take it out. I take that off and then I put it right behind me because. Uh, I see in here in London, uh, they don't have this culture to tip, even though you give it like a, the, the, the best uh, customer service, but they don't, they don't have this culture. And I can see as well, I can tell that um, when it's American um, uh, people come here, they always, I don't say like 100%, but 95% of people that come here, they tip. That, that's a great, I have to agree with that, yeah. So what do they, so will they say to you, oh, hey, where's your tip jar if they are American, or will they just give you extra pounds? Um, well, if it's American, um, if they pay by card, they always tell me, you know, put more, one pound, you know, if they... I don't know, it's just uh, it's something different, you know, they just uh, look after you, you know. Um, for, uh, I can, I said as well, you know, the, the um, people from here as well, they tips as well. I can't say that they tips, but it's, a, it's a more or less than, than American people, you know. Yeah. 
Do you get treated differently in that, like, do you notice the customer service is better or worse in the United States? I know you haven't been there a lot, but do you find it's better? And it's because the assertion is people out here have said, oh, we get the best customer service ever in the United States because you guys are working for tips. Do you notice that you're treated better over there in like a restaurant bar setting than here? Yeah, exactly. You know, when you have something about tips, you know that the people are going to look after you. You know what you have to do is just uh, you have your your best. You know, um, it's just for me when you have a business. For example, if you if your shop, for example, is always busy, um, you wake up in the early morning, you come to the shop. You know that you're gonna give your all for 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 your day, especially when you, for example, you are um, a waitress. And then if you know that the people are going to look after you, what you have to do is just like a double the care about the customer service, about the people that you are in the table to serve in. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Um, that means that um, if you uh, know that people are going to give you tips or whatever, um, um, yeah, of course, your, your customer service would be like a, a greater or yeah, a more yeah. efficient as well. Yeah. And how many languages do you speak? Me, I do English, um, I do Portuguese, Spanish. Uh, we have our mother language in Cape Verde, which is a Creole. I do uh, Creole as well. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to make you say something in Creole in a minute. But, um, okay, so is there any advice that you would give to customers who interact with customer service workers? Like, what, how is, what's something you would say that would be positive for, for customers to learn from you having owned your own business what is it that you want them to know when they interact with anybody who works in customer service, so not just you? Exactly. Um, basically, um, they need to understand about the, there is a kind of different um, type of business. Um, people sometimes, customers sometimes come here in my shop to say they, they kind of um, uh, um, think about the price. You can't come with the a high quality of products to be the same price with the supermarket it can't be true we, we can't put the price down uh, the same with the asda or lidl or whatever they need to understand that they've been the small small company that everything is handmade that's a big difference between uh, you know the handmade stuff um yeah uh, uh, just uh, it's it's a few things to do about customer service say uh, basically to be very very strict if you want to order something uh, we just like uh, be very directly what you like, you know. That's the uh, give me less job for us as well. But yeah, kind of things I don't understand them as well. As I said to you earlier, that um, customers always right, you know. And for me, I'm I'm here to help, you know. That's the that's my goals to you know to give them opportunity to to yeah to give a mistake, and then I'm here to correct as well. Yeah. Well, you're you're very very nice. You you're not jaded at all. Okay, um, and then for our listeners who might speak Creole, can you um, I don't know th- throw a little throw something in anything you want to say in Creole? To say Kate is a is a, a Kate um, uh, knows um, what to do. She's doing great job, and then the Creole is like. A, uh, Kate, stuff uh, bon you, you're doing well. Bon trabajo. I kind bon of understand trabajo. that. Like, it's a little bit Spanish. Yeah, 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 kind of like Portuguese broke. Like yeah. in Portuguese, we say trabalho. In, in, in Creole, we say trabalho. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that, Junior. You were lovely. And um, give people the address so that my listeners can know where to come to see you. Okay, it's in Clapham Junction, right across, uh, right opposite the station, a train station, Clapham Junction. Um, yeah, next door for. Uh, Metro Bank, which is a 12 rounds boxing down to 12 rounds boxing. Okay, everybody who, uh, when you visit London, come see Junior. Uh, it, they, there's a lot of really good stuff here that I'm looking at. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, all right, we'll talk to you later. Okay, what's your name? Uh, Felix Murray. Okay, Felix, do I have permission to record you? Yes. Okay. Felix, uh, you are a bartender here at, where are we? Uh, Hannah Battersea, okay. yeah. Uh, bar supervisor, yeah. Okay. Um, and do you, uh, I guess, well, have you visited the States? Yes, I have. Okay. Have you noticed a difference between tipping culture where, like in the States, we very frequently tip, and here it's sort of less so? Have you noticed a difference between the two? I have. Uh, when I went to the States, I was a lot younger, so I wasn't really aware of kind of what goes on here and there, but I knew then 
about it and from watching TV shows as well, to be honest. You, you can kind of see it a lot. Okay. And do you think that the customer service experience over here would be enhanced if tipping were more frequent? I think so. I've, I've worked at a few places. I've noticed in different people, people get motivated like staff wise they get motivated by different things I think if people knew they could earn more money by by getting more tips and I think they'd work a lot harder but a lot of people do get lazy sometimes I think yeah do you think if your bar implemented that that the customers would be put off like if you added a tip line how do you think that would be received so the way we do it, we have uh, two different sections. We have our restaurant section and our bar section. Everyone in the restaurant gets table service and then a discretionary 12.5% service charge is on that. However, from the bar side, then you order everything as you go at the bar and, and that way we don't charge for that. So I think the way we do it here is okay. Um, yeah, kind of giving people the option as well and, and most people are happy to do it. Have you ever had anybody ask for that to be taken off? Not personally. I've only been a two weeks, so. Oh. <laughs> okay. And would you understand, like, what would be the, because I guess I didn't know it was discretionary. So I, what I could do is I could take my receipt to you and say, hey, like, I don't want this on here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I feel like I couldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, how long have you been a bartender? Uh, seven, eight years, give or take. Favorite part of customer service? meeting new people I mean you get some bad ones along the way obviously but I mean you get to meet a lot of interesting characters too least favourite part say that again sorry least favourite part least favourite part the, the, the rude people <laughs> can you tell me one story of like the worst customer you can think of you don't have to name the person but the worst experience you had oh god I haven't had too many to be honest I mean the one I can think of most recently is when I was working somewhere else someone came in already probably like a little bit drunk but it's hard to tell sometimes straight off the bat um and he bought himself a jaeger bomb he then spilt his jaeger bomb straight away uh and then told me to refill it i said sorry i can't refill it for you if, if i spilt it then that's on me and i'll and i'll refill it for you but you've just built it yourself i can't uh fill it up for you and uh, straight away his attitude switched like that and swearing and name calling under the sun and so yeah I bought him straight away obviously <laughs> so are you, do you have discretion to be able to be like get out of my bar yeah I think I'm being experienced in it for however long I have been and having kind of managerial training as well I've learned how to deal with people like that and you just have to stand up to them okay. and another difference between the states and here is like there's very strict over serving policies in the states that can get you individually sued as a bartender is the same true here yeah um, I've worked at a few places and I've only actually had the training where I've been told that in one of those places I think a lot of people don't realize it and an English culture is easy to have a drink if someone's drunk but they're not aggressive or anything then sometimes people don't mind but you have to be wearful of yeah if you give them that one extra drink and they hurt themselves or hurt someone else you're liable for giving them that drink um yeah i think more more people should be aware of it but it is a thing here and what do you wish everybody knew when they were going to interact with bar staff or like customer service workers like what's one thing you wish every customer kept in mind just that we're people too (laughs) and everyone needs to kind of treat each other the same way and and you're you're not the number one just because you're you think you're next in line at the bar just be patient and just like understand that we have a stressful job, like as, as, as well as a lot of other professions, obviously. But, I mean, a lot of the time I've seen it with new people as well. And someone's just started working behind the bar. And, and people just don't have the patience to kind of just wait and, and let them do their job, even with a little bit of help. Okay, last question. What is, is there anything petty that you did? Obviously, you would never do it now at your new job, but previously as a bartender, was there anything petty you did for customers who were out of line that you couldn't kick out of your bar, but you were like, okay, I'm going to make sure I do this very British sort of, I'm not overtly being rude, but I'm going to do a thing? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, the worst thing I could think of was when I first started out and if someone was way too drunk and I, I didn't really know how to turn them down, I would just underpour them. 
smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And are Americans rude to you when they come here, or can you? Are we loud? I mean, I, I just came from Southampton, and we have quite a lot of American guests coming because of the. Um, like the fer- not the ferry, see, um, coming into the port. Um, so recently, I had like a group of six or seven from uh, Dallas, and they were just absolutely lovely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I haven't come across too many, to be honest, but I've never had a bad experience with any. Lovely. Thank you for your time. Thanks for letting me interview you. Um, anything else you want to say? Well, while I have you. That's it. Okay. Thanks, Felix. Thanks, Felix. people think they haven't been served properly or if it's literally been for one drink someone's been made to have table service um, for whatever reason especially after covid because when we first opened up it was um, you had to be sat down there was no ordering at the bar even if it was at just a bar that did no food or anything um, and people would then yeah put one drink on for someone put a service charge on top of that so instead of paying six pound for a pint you're paying six pound sixty and like it adds up so yeah. i know people got annoyed about that but how did that doesn't really happen anymore how does that get divided up amongst the staff do they get it on their checks or like how do they what the, the service, service charge? Uh, everywhere i've worked has been different um I don't, we only take card here so it's quite easy for everything just to go in to that one card yeah pot and then uh, like I said, I've only been a few weeks. I'm pretty sure I just get split however many hours that you work in in that specific week or month. Ah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Felix. I yeah. really appreciate it. Kate. Kate. Yeah, with the Kate. Okay, what's your name? It's Charlie. Char- hi, Charlie. What's your name? James. James. Hi, James. Okay, so you gentlemen work for uh, the municipality. Would that be fair to say that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you ever have to interact with customers? All the time. All the time, yeah. What's the hardest part of that? I say rudeness, mainly, from people. Um, when they don't really think about you, yourself, I say. Um, I would, yeah, I say they don't think we are humans as well, shall we say. Um, yeah, that's what I really think, really. Um, manners just go a long way, in my opinion, but people don't really, especially around London now, so yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to find manners as well, especially. Yeah. Do you, what would you say? Um, yeah, probably the respect that you get from some of the customers. A lot of them are respectful, but some of them just don't really want to talk to you, but they open the door. But other than that, it's probably trying to get your point across, where they seem like they don't want to hear what you've actually got to say. So it's like one-way sort of street sort of thing with them. So what would be something you would have to tell a customer that they would get mad about? So when they're saying you're putting in the meters or something like that, you turn their water off, it's like, well, we're only doing it for a little second. It's not, they're expecting it to be for a week or two. Where it's like, no, we haven't explained the whole job and they just go straight at you. Like, no, I don't want it. It's like, if I finish, it's only going to be 30 seconds off and then back on again. That's probably the hardest part with them. So how do you, do you have to bite your tongue a lot? Yeah, bite my tongue because obviously you still have to give respect to the customers either way, regardless of how they treat you. You still got to show the respect because that's the way I, I, I grew up anyway. So I'm not going to change it because someone's being rude. So yeah. Good for you, what's the? Have you ever been tempted to say something and just had to like walk away? Oh, hundred percent. That's like a that's a daily thing. I feel like, um, yeah, hundred percent. Someone says something, I'm just like I'm here to do my job. You know, I'm not here to get fired for something stupid or anything like that. So hundred percent, I have to walk away and. Just pretend that never happened, to be honest with you, and just get on to the next job. We'll write that off. I tell my supervisor that they just didn't want to do it, and there's, you know, it might be a threat of them being violent, whatever. So I was like, no, not for me. So I walk away. Good for you. And is, was there ever a situation where you felt nervous that they were about to do something to you? Oh, I'm not too sure. I say, I say, yeah, in some some cases, but. I'm still very new to what I'm doing now, to be honest. But in in uh, I was working in like leisure industries for a few years, and um, there's obviously some gym freaks out there as well who think they're bigger and tougher and everything like that. And if they don't get their own way, they they some some have you know got quite violent, and that's when I was I had to call the police and da 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 and all this. But um, but thankfully nothing's really happened like that. Thankfully. Yeah, that's great. And what's your favorite part of what you do now? 
interact with our customers, to be honest. Really? Yeah, yeah, because um, obviously it's not just the people that you knock on the doors, it's like people like walking down the street, they'll stop and ask you well, what you're doing and actually be interested in it and actually listen to what you've got to say, some of them. Yeah. And obviously with the customers, you get to talk to them a lot more. Some of them, you actually go into more depth. So you talk about yourself and they talk to you about themselves as well. So it is nice meeting with different people, different cultures, religions and all of that. So yeah, that is a good part about the job. Oh, that's cool. Same question to you. What's your favorite part of the job? I say, I say learning new skills. Um, that's what I found the most really out of this job I'm currently doing. It's just brand new to me. Um, so learning new skills and if you do get the nice really lovely it's normally elderly people should I say once you get the really lovely elderly people it really does make your day really much more nice when you speak to them it does make your day better because they haven't got no one to talk to you and then when you make that conversation with them they can interact a bit more so they feel happy as well so it is really good when you talk to them do they ever invite you in for tea all the time but you say but you say no in it because you have a job to do and you've got to get to the next so yeah I always say no but I do thank them for it though do you say no for tea too? Yeah, yeah, you have to say no to be honest. It's as lovely as the gesture is. Um, as well, I think as well, they've already said that to us. We're not actually allowed to um, take anything from customers either as well, on top of that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to say yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, thank you very much. It's really generous, but... And do you, do you guys always work in a team at this job, or are you by yourself? By the time, um, by yourself most of the time. Really? Yeah, but that's obviously because you're doing the meters. You get given a road. We're just like trying to figure out what suppliers, so we're proving at the moment. So that's when you work in a team to make it easier for yourselves. Okay, so what is it? When you say the meters, you mean um, that's the meters? So that what goes into the boxes on the floors, you'll see. So we put them in. So you only need one person to do it. But when you're proving like a block of flats, you need to know which supplier is which. So one person will be up there checking on the water, and another person will turn the taps off the meters off so that's that's the only time you're really working with someone oh, okay yeah okay and what's one thing you wish everybody knew that was interacting with like customer service workers um i just i just think just as i said earlier really i think it's all about the manners in my opinion um if you don't agree with the work some people are doing then i say bite your tongue um if it's affecting you that's when you could say something respectfully um but and if if they do your job, do do the job for you, and you know it's a good job, just t tell them that. You know, tell them that they've done a good job, and you know they're thankful for it, sort of thing. So you like hearing if someone says like, "Hey, good on you, like you did a great, you did a great job." Oh, hundred percent, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. If um, I've done a job and it took me, you know, it was a long one as well to do. Some of them can take me 25, 30 minutes. You know, one one little job, and I've got like thirty to do, or twenty five to do a day. So, yeah, that one person saying, yeah, thank you for that, you know, it really does help. It does help. What's something that, same question to you, so, like, the, the thing you wish everybody knew, it might be the same answer as before, but, like, the thing you wish everybody knew when interacting with you guys? Just how hard our job can be. Okay. Yeah, because obviously everyone's, every job's hard as it is, whatever it is, so it's just that like understanding that person might look like they're happy, but they might be going through a stressful time as doing your job. So I would say, like, them to understand that a bit more, that you don't know what that person's going through with that job, so a bit more respect would be nice. When you're, especially within retail as well because I know how the way that people treat retail staff because I used to work in Ikea so I've, I've known how people work that treat you as a staff and expect everything to be given to them but they're not the only person in the store or on the road or whatever you're doing so it's like to have a bit more consideration to what that person's doing for their job that's what I would like people to know Have you, have you been uh, spoken to outside, like called outside of your name is what we'd say in the States like have you been called something other than your name? Yeah, 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 many times I don't take it though. <laughs> I won't take it. That's, that's, if, you, if you become verbally disrespectful to me, then I will, I'm not going to be in my role. That's when you're taking it personal levels. That's, that's different to being in work, I feel. So, but you also have to try to hold your tongue, but when it goes to certain types of disrespect, that's when it's like, yeah, it's, that's not happening. Yeah. yeah. What's the worst thing that happened at IKEA? We won't talk about that. Okay, good. That's the right answer. Yeah, you're like... We talk about that one because, yeah, it's not... It's something you, don't wanna, you wouldn't want to feel happen to you, being in my, my ethnicity. Yeah, so I've had to deal with that. But it's, just, it's like it's walk of life. Eh? You have to deal with it at some point, and you have to, but you have to decide how you deal with it yeah. and then show them that you're a better person than them in general. Uh, hello. Sorry. Do you mind saying what your ethnicity is over? Or? Oh, black. Okay, there yeah. you go. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> See, in the States, yeah, we'd straight. have to tiptoe around that. Yeah, no, I was straight to it. But I was black, so yeah, it was, a, it was more racial, so that's when I take it outside of the job. That's not, that's not to do with the job. You're now taking it personal. Did your manager support you in your defense of yourself? No, that's why I left the company. Good for you. Yeah. I was like, if you ain't going to support me for that and then trying to be like, oh, yeah, no, when I say something, then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you, you don't return the respect anyway. So I left that. Good for you. And then what's the best thing, the best customer interaction you've had ever? Probably like talking to someone 
Yeah, talking to someone about how their life and my life, like what we've all been through. It's like somehow we just got into a conversation while I was doing the job and then we just actually talk, spoke about our lives to each other, like what hardships and all the good stuff and everything. So it was kind of weird, but yeah, that was that was nice. That's lovely. That's nice what about you? Best best customer interaction you've had? Oh, I'd say, you know, it didn't happen too long ago, actually, for this job anyway. Um, it was, sorry, I'm getting distracted by the police. <laughs> 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 just go. Um, so no, I say it's a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, There's a lovely gentleman came out and he was just talking to me about he's got work soon, basically. And I was like, oh, what do you do? And he's a swim teacher, and um, he was so enthusiastic about it. But I, I was uh, on his level because I was a swim teacher as well. So we was just having a good long conversation, and he was, ended up being late to work just because he was having a good a good conversation, and he was really happy. Um, to have that conversation and stuff like that and um, yeah it was really respectful as well on that, on that side of things so it was really nice to have 100% uh, thank you gentlemen so much for your time this was so lovely is there anything else you wish customers knew or anything else you want to say for an American audience like do you notice a difference with tipping culture is there anything we or do tipping. we don't do tipping here yeah so do, you, do you wish we would no not really because it's not all the not all people do do work in that sort of so what is that um the hospitality yeah if most of the people that work in there are rude anyway so why should i t- <laughs> no that's that's, that's just honesty like you can go you anywhere really yeah yeah 100 it's like you obviously you get the nice people but yeah. when you get the rude ones they expect to get tipped as well it's like no you get tipped for your service you give yeah. so obviously we you expect people to respect you for your job and we expect you to respect us while we're ordering yeah. and all that and not be just having a screw face but smile when you come there be happy about it yeah. i know you don't want to work there but <laughs> Yeah, no, no, yeah, you don't want to work there, but you can't put that towards the customer and expect to be getting tips. That's what I think. I yeah. agree with that. In the states, yeah. we are we, that's rampant. They like yeah. tip me tip, anyway. Tip me. Yeah, no, that's, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. You you're working that job. That's that's the pay you got told. Yeah. If you get tipped, this off based off of how you dealt with the customers. Yeah, that's right. That's how it should be. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you wish customers knew? Um, well, as we're talking about the tipping side of things, um, I, I as well agree that we shouldn't make it a thing here to be honest. I feel like life is expensive as it is. So if if yeah, if people are saying about tipping like they expect it and stuff like that, I don't think it's I don't know. It's like me, I like I'm going out to work. I'm not expecting any tips. Like I feel like um, if if people are as generous as that to do it, then so be it. But I don't think we should normalise it here, especially just because. If we did do tips, we have to get the people, the right people, to work in the places that will smile and make you want to be there and come back. So you would tip if, if, yeah, if someone... If, yeah, yeah, definitely would tip if there was right, the right people and it was nice and everything. Then yeah, wouldn't, I would do it. It's not a problem. But when you're rude, you don't deserve it. Oh, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah. We don't have to normalise it though. We will never normalise it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> normalise it if everyone that works in hospitality is nice and smiles every time you go in there. That's, sure. the, only, that's the only way. Sure. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. So no. Okay. Thank you both so much. You were that's so right. lovely. I'm going to give you... Well, um, uh, what is today? Today is September 1st. Uh, we're, where are we? What, what city? Clapham Junction. Oh shit! Yeah, we're at. Uh, yeah, we're, 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 this is like. This is well, London. we're London. London. Yeah, Central London. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Thank you. Okay, September first. We are at. I'm so sorry. The name. Twenty two in Rosalind. Twenty two in Okay. And what is your name? Walter. Walter, are you okay with me recording you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Walter, where are you from? Italy. Okay. How long have you been in London? 11 years. Okay. Have you always... Is this your salon? Yes. Okay. Have you always worked in... It's only been open for six and a half years. Oh, okay. Have you always worked in cosmetology? Has that been your main... No, I used to work in properties before, so... And I'm not a hairdresser, so I just manage it. I own it and manage it. Oh, okay. I uh, I opened it with my uh, business partner, basically. What made you pick something that you hadn't worked in before? Uh... It just was something very exciting. So I like photography and I wanted to get into it, into something, into fashion, some sort of. So I met him and I was like, why not? And London is like the mecca of hair. So I didn't know that. Yeah, it's where all the trends uh, start from, basically. Yeah. Okay, so oh, what... So it used to be in the past, obviously. Now it's uh, pretty much everywhere with the internet, you know, and social media. You see trendy things everywhere okay and you said you did properties before that have you always worked kind of in some version of customer yes. service uh yes yeah, sort of once i left university i basically uh, worked on cruise ship as uh, a receptionist so i was always there you know looking after customers so. okay did you like working on a cruise ship uh 
yes and no. Like I traveled all around the world. I did it for about nine months. I did Mediterranean, Caribbean, um, so I, I saw quite a lot. But you end up working 24-7 uh, for the entire time. So you do have time off, but when people see you, they recognize you and they start asking you questions. And obviously you just have to keep doing your job, even if you're not working. So, oh, was that, I mean, were you exhausted all the time? Uh, at the end of the time, because you, you can work up to a maximum of four months and you do get exhausted so you need to get some time off uh, but at the same time you kind of miss it once you are off the ship so you kind of want to go back because what, what do you miss you miss the uh, the environment if you if you happen to have good uh, colleagues and you know a good work uh, atmosphere you end up liking it because it's it's like working on holiday you know what i mean it's a it's fun because you see people that are always happy because they're on holiday. They're not always angry, you know. There are some angry uh, customers, you know, or people that are um, just like that. But, you know, if things don't work or if they have a problem, of course, they may be a bit upset. But other than that, it's all happy people. So you can't enjoy it. Okay. And what have you, would you be able to tell the difference from how various cultures would interact with you, like someone from a different... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You can tell, you could tell straight away. Okay. Like you could tell probably uh, French people will go straight at it. Um, Italians will probably say, because we used to have flags uh, on the shirt, so with the languages that we could speak. Um, Italians were like super happy, especially if you were on the other side of the world. They're like, oh, you're Italian. No, come on. It's like they felt uh, at home, you know, having uh, somebody from their own country. Um, so did the Spanish. Uh, the Americans were a bit, um, a, sometimes they felt entitled. Sometimes? Uh, what? Americans? No way. <laughs> sometimes they felt entitled. Um, and the Brits tend to, uh, at least back then, and I, I can tell even from here, they say things in a way that they go around what they want, but they never direct and if they have to complain, they never straight, they never go straight to the point. They just go around in circles, in circles, and, you know, and... Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm so fascinated. You have to tell... So what would be... Could you give me an example of, like, okay, so I'm British and I'm upset that my... The, the hairdresser cut too much hair off or something. So that's what I'm upset about. What would I say to you? They won't say anything. <laughs> so they leave. They're happy. They laugh. And they go, oh, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, probably never had a, uh, a haircut like this uh, before. Then they leave. A couple of hours, they either email you or they, they call and they go, oh, um, I think you cut a bit too much. Or probably the highlights are a bit lighter. Um, we had a customer once who was very, this was the funniest moment of uh, since the salon opened. We did some highlights. See, this lady came, we did a color correction. So she came with very awful hair. We did a color collection and we did some highlights, but very subtle. Uh, she loved it. She was amazed. We took pictures. She took pictures. She seemed blown away by the, the, the job that the, the hairdresser did. After uh, a week, she called. A week. She had been on holiday. And she goes, oh, my highlights seem to have disappeared. It's like, what? what do you mean they have disappeared? It's like, first of all, you've been away on holiday because you had told us that you were away. So the color for sure is a bit faded after you went on holiday. It's normal. Uh, but how, can you, how is it possible that the highlights disappear? It's like, yeah, because when I came, I had very light highlights. Now you could barely see the highlights. They disappeared. It's like, well, but because we did exactly what you asked for. It's, why did it, if you were not happy, why didn't you see it back then? It's like, oh, no, because then when I left the salon, I actually liked them, but then I ended up not liking them after. Okay, but that's not, you can't do anything about that. You, you liked them at the time. About that. You know, you changed what you liked. There's nothing we can do. So, and we, we, we get a lot, a, a lot of that. There's a, a lot of people who tend to be a bit foxy about it. It foxes the right way. Like, I don't know, if uh, someone is... Uh, probably the blow dry uh, didn't last because obviously we're in London and, it and you know it rains if you get it wet 
we could do obviously our best to make it last. But if he goes, oh, well, the blow dry didn't last until the evening. <laughs> but come on, it's a, it depends on what you do with your hair all day long. It's not that we are magicians that we can make, you know, just a simple blow dry last, especially if your hair is cut in a certain way. So not every haircut is suitable for all types of blow dries. And yeah, so there's all sorts of things that... So for you as an owner, how do you, so I come back to you and I say that, and are you of the belief, well, the customer is always right, so we have to just blow her hair dry again, or how do you handle that? Uh, no, sometimes it depends on what it is. If it's like a haircut, it could be that sometimes, you know, the, the hairdresser was not um, in a good mood or whatever, you know, anything can happen, uh, or it's not to be too much. Um, we, When that happens, we usually offer like free haircuts up until we had it fixed. But as long as they come and they don't go anywhere else like and they have it fixed. Uh, but that only happened like a couple of times because customers weren't really unhappy. Uh, but other than that, we really try to go into it, look into the problem and see if it was actually our problem or the customer problem. Because most of the times we had people saying, oh, I want layers and I want this and if we advise saying that the layers were not suitable for that type of hair and they still go, oh no, but that's actually the style that I want, we still do them. And then if they don't like it, as it happened a few times, um, they just go, oh, but that's not really what I asked. The thing is, if you're not a hairdresser and you come with a certain terminology and we explain that that is not for you, but that's exactly what you want, at the end of the day, you have to be happy. So you are the one paying. So we can give an advice. If you still want to have that, we'll do it. It's uh, There's nothing we can do. So with that, there's nothing we can do. We just let the customer know that it was her choice. And obviously, it, it wasn't on a problem from our side. Or color-wise, uh, we had a few people uh, not liking the colors. For, for example, like some highlights. Uh, we added some extra highlights if they were not happy. Uh, we always try to make the customer happy because at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want to make them happy and we want them to come back. Um, but like the, that client that she said, oh, after a week, I don't like my color anymore. It's like, there's nothing we can do. It's a week and you've been on holiday. You know, I get it that some people are afraid of saying it face to face mm -hmm. back then. Like, I don't really like it. So then maybe they go home and they think about it. And then over the phone, you know, they find the strength to be able to say uh, to the hairdresser or whomever saying, listen, I don't like it. So that I get it. But after a week, it's just not. That's good. You're very, you're very kind. So would you prefer it if the customers in the moment were more like, Ugh, I hate this? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we had a client, there was a, a girl who started with us uh, back in the days when we opened um, and we let her do only blow dries. She could do blow dries. And she was drying this customer's hair um, and she started crying. So my business partner stopped her and said, why are you crying? Is anything wrong? She was like, I don't like the blow dry. It's like, there's no reason to cry. It's like, if you don't like it, if you didn't, if the, the hairdresser didn't understand what you wanted, it's just a blow dry. We can wet your hair again. You have another chart and we start over. Absolutely not a problem. We can do it again. And at the end of the day, she left so happy that, uh, you know, we made someone else happy, but it was just that at that time, she was feeling so uh, helpless probably of she didn't want to say anything to the hairdresser probably she didn't want to make her feel bad or um, you know I don't know but you know we always try to to make everybody happy so it's um it's what we can do you seem like incredibly patient for someone who's worked in customer service for a long time do you just really like people like what keeps you because I would be burnt out at a certain level if enough people pulled that kind of shit I'd be like you know what forget it that's what my business partner used to do <laughs> that's my <laughs> The reason why this uh, this business survived for so long it's because I'm that patient. So most of the times that he had issues, he literally left the clients there. He called me and he goes, "Please go and talk to the clients." <laughs> so if if it was these sort of people, you know, that uh, were just a bit too much, that he couldn't handle it. Uh, but I guess it's I have that patience is because I've I've been in touch with so many people. 
and probably I know how to handle them and um, that will probably be down to my experience, I guess. Yeah. What's your favorite part of customer service? Uh, I think at the end of the day is making people happy. Like Mm -hmm. if you really make them happy, I think there's no better satisfaction uh, if you know that at the end of the day you made somebody's day and you know. Yeah. What's your least favorite part of customer service? Uh, having to deal with very nervous people because you don't know, you never know what their reaction could be. When you say nervous, you mean someone who comes in who's like, I don't really want to tell you what I want and yeah, I'm scared. Like, you know, people don't know how to react to any um, sort of, you know, uh, discomfort or whatever that could be. Um, you never know. They may take it a bit. If you say a word in the wrong way, they may take it wrong. And, you know, you never know their reaction. So that could be a bit the stressful bit of the job. Mm. Um, Can you think of the worst customer interaction you've had where you were like, oh, I may quit customer service for the rest of my life. Like this is hands down the worst experience I've had. Uh, I wouldn't know because there were so many, but then at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, when I think they all make me laugh. So Can you tell the, me one that made you laugh? One that made me laugh. Uh, a, a client that, that called and literally we work mostly on appointments. Uh, so sometimes it could be that you can walk past the salon and we don't have any clients because we are either waiting or people are in the shampoo room or they're downstairs. Uh, one client called and she tried to book an appointment and she goes, but every time I walk past the salon, there's nobody. Why don't you want to book me an appointment? I was like, I was like, how do you think that I don't want to book you an appointment? So I had to laugh with her and she got even more upset. And was like, why are you laughing? It's like, because what do you think that it's my own business? And how could I not want people to come into my business? And she goes, why is your salon always empty? But you know, we have different areas, so it's not always like that. And she goes, but, well, then maybe um, I'm not going to come. Like, okay, then it's your choice. But if you just want to go at certain times and a certain day and we cannot do it, we cannot. There's nothing I can do. So this is one that made me laugh at the end of the day. And it was just ridiculous. It is, that is ridiculous. Yeah. What's your absolute favorite customer experience you've had or a customer experience where you were like, oh, this touched me so much. Like, I remember this one particular customer. Um, is a client that moved to the US and she was always very kind and um, she never really uh, had lots of interactions with me but I could tell that you know she liked me and she knew the way that I treated her uh, the coffee or the you know the very quick talk by the desk uh, at the end of the day she went before she left she goes oh can I hug you because I really enjoyed coming here and seeing you smile? It's like, oh my God, you really made my day. Because at the end of the day, we never really had that sort of interaction. And I would have never expected, you know, that sort of gesture from her. So that was uh, really I, something. Is this something you've experienced? I find this to be true, that energetically, even if you don't actually interact with someone much, you can just tell you would just get on great and you just really oh, just yeah, absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell straight away. Yeah, you can. Um, okay, and so if you were to give advice to anyone coming to interact specifically at a salon for customers in general that you wish they knew and that they would just do every time, besides like being honest in the moment if they don't like something, what's the thing that you wish they knew? Do you mean customer from outside yeah. coming in? Yeah. Um, probably to leave their issues outside. Oh, come on. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, I guess with every uh, every person, whoever goes to a restaurant or a shop, uh, at the end of the day, we're all working. And so you don't know what the other person is going through and same time with the other person. But if you go and ask for a service, um, you shouldn't let all your issues, all your problems that you have into somebody else. Because at the end of the day, that person is just doing uh, his job or her job. Um, so I guess probably having a bit of... Uh, Patience, both sides. Um, And would you, the tipping culture in the States is like, we tip everybody for just even our dry cleaners. We're tipping everybody. Do you, is there tipping in this kind of salon? And do you, if there isn't, do you think that people would get better customer service if, if the UK in general really adopted the tipping culture? Uh, Maybe yes, maybe not. 
um, it's because in the US, uh, I lived in the US and it, they, it, it's kind of, they expect it. So if you don't leave it, it's, um, you know, a bit of, they, then at the end of the day, they look at you, they may even treat you, let's say even bad, if you don't leave it. Uh, if you're not used to it, because uh, most of the people are not used to it. So if you don't know, some people just don't know and uh, they don't understand. Uh, but I believe that at the end of the day, if you do your, your job well, uh, whether you get tipped or not, I think the satisfaction, obviously, we all work for money. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, we, we can't deny that. Yeah. Uh, but the satisfaction should come when you actually see customers that are really happy. Mm. So, and do you I do you... If, if they would tip, obviously people would be happier. But I don't think that it's really necessary because then it's it's the it's the job of that person that is serving at that moment. You know, should already know that that's the purpose. So a tip is should be an extra. So okay. And is there tipping at the salon? Um, <clears throat> if clients want, they can tip uh, the stylist directly. Um, but it's not. Some people do, some people don't. Okay. So the, like the younger, the younger clientele don't do it. They don't. <clears throat> they don't do it. And the older clientele do. Older clientele do. What do you think that is? <laughs> I guess probably. Also, depending on what, how much they get paid. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, right. and when you're young, you just try to save as much as you can. Yeah, that's right. So when you lived in the U.S. versus <laughs> living here, which, if you were to open, did you have a business in the U.S.? No, I, you I didn't. Which, which would, would you see yourself being able to make more money if you had this business in, say, like Boston or New York? Or would you say, like, this is the most profitable of the between the States versus the U.K.? I wouldn't know because I don't really know the market in the States. Mm. Um... But I will say probably you'll make more money in the States than here. Yeah, you think? Okay. Yeah. Well, is there anything, I so appreciate your time. Is there anything <coughs> else that you, like, I don't know, want people to know about customer service? Or is there anything else about your story that feeds into it? Like, how, do you come from generations of customer service? Or were you the first person to jump into hospitality? Like, what was your, how did uh, you get here? I was the first person. So, uh, as I worked in properties before, I was obviously on my own and never meeting anyone. Mm. Uh, really, or oh, I wasn't in direct contact with people, but I guess this is definitely my environment. And if you are a bubbly person and you like to be in contact with people, I think that's exactly what people should do. Because, uh, as I said, the satisfaction that you get by seeing people that are satisfied, mm. I think is priceless. And have you, I've heard this to be true at salons, have people like revealed things here and like told you, oh, so-and-so just died or like I'm getting a divorce or something like deeply personal that you guys then had to kind of hold space for? This is not only a hair salon, this is uh, a therapy room basically. <laughs> so people come here and they let themselves go. It's like they, uh, at the end of the day, they say that the hairdresser is the other person you love after your husband uh, is because you, if you find the hairdresser that you trust, um, you let yourself go and he becomes better than your best friend. Because mm. so, they, they know that the secrets kind of stay here. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's a cross-cultural thing because they always say that, like, you know, in the States, if you want to get the best mm -hmm. gossip, you go to the barbershop or the hair salon. That's yeah. where everything's happening. That's interesting. So that's true in London, too. But it, it is true in London, but in London it's a bit different because usually um, families don't tend to go to the same places. Oh. <coughs> yeah. Oh, okay, that's so, interesting. So, yeah. So they keep it super separate. They're like, no, they my secret's separate. really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, how can people, like, if they, if they want to book an appointment with you, because we have an international audience, so there will mm -hmm. be people that can hear it over here. So how can people get here? They can book online. They just go on Google and look for 22 No Salon or on our website, www.wentunosalon.co.uk, and they can easily find us. Okay, and say your name again, they'll ask for you. My name is Walter. Okay. Thanks, Walter. You're Thanks. <laughs> What's your name? My name's Harry. Harry, where are you from? I'm from Essex. You're from Essex. Okay, and have you always lived in the UK? Yes. Okay. In the, in the States, we're big on tipping. We tip everybody for everything. It's insane. Do you, do you notice that that culture is changing here and do you think it should? Uh, I, don't, I don't really know. I feel, I feel like when I went to the US, I, I noticed that you tip for absolutely everything, <laughs> everything. Um, 
but it's, it's not so much like that here. I know that. Okay. Do you did you find it annoying when you were over there? Uh, no, I was I was I was younger then. Oh. I'm, I'm still quite young now. So. Okay. Were you happy to do it when you were there? Yeah. I mean, sure. It makes people stay. Okay. Do you do it here? Uh, me, not so much now. I'm not so much money. So. Well, that's honest. Okay. So if you. So. You are okay. And what do you feel like the customer service when you were in the states? You're probably a lot younger when you were there. But did you feel like it was better or worse than here? Uh, probably better because obviously they're more motivated to do a better job since yeah. they know they'll probably get tipped. Yeah. Do you work in customer service? No, I don't. Okay. Have you ever? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Do you have any any desire to? Can't say I do. <laughs> Why not? Um, I, I, I want to join the military, so. Good for you. Yeah, that's what I'm here for college. Oh, you are. And are you being funded by the military to go through school? How does that work? Uh, no, it's just, um, it's actually around the corner. It's a military college. That's oh. why I'm here. I'm only 16. So. You're only 16. You're a baby. Okay. So aspirations to do the military. And then do you, do you think you'll retire from there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good for you. In your, is it in your family? No. No. You the first one? Yeah. Oh, your parents so scared? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Oh. Bless. Okay, well, is there anything that, like, when you interact with, uh, like, baristas or, like, any... Say they got your drink wrong, how would you handle it? I would, uh, there's no need to be rude about it, because that makes me feel awkward as well. Um, I would just say, oh, sorry, would I be able to change this? Or I will just ignore it, because I know that they're under a lot of stress as well. well. That's really sweet. So you would maybe just drink it. What if it's, like, the totally wrong drink? Then I'll just... I will, I will say to them, like, oh, sorry, would you be able to change this? Have you ever had a customer service worker be rude to you? Yes. About what? Uh, I don't know. It just it just happens, doesn't it? Just uh, it, like it's not always their fault because obviously you know um, in customer service stuff they get moaned at a lot, so they might just be angry or something like that, and then you might come off a bit rude or like urgent for something, and then they just get annoyed. So yeah. yeah. And you just roll with it. Yeah. Oh, you're very nice. Thank you. So I'm walking and recording this because um, I am, I just committed like a social faux pas, but I kind of knew I was maybe sort of doing that. There were two police officers who were city police officers in London, which is different, I guess, than in the area. I don't know, whatever. They were the more important ones that actually carry guns. And I went up to him. I'm like, hey, I've got this podcast. I totally want to get a perspective from cops in London. And they were so polite to me because they're British. And they were like, well, actually, at the moment, we're sort of in the middle of something. <laughs> so I ran out. And so whatever they were trying to do or whatever bust that they were making happen, they were too polite to be like, get the fuck out of my face. We're busy. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I just try to get police officers to record because I was getting bold on these street interviews, just rolling up to people because I've been having, I've been a little shy to do it, but yeah, just did it just now and uh, got told no in the most polite way ever, which included, I don't know, it was probably some sort of robbery or something. I don't actually know, but uh, good job me. <laughs> Onwards. folks that's going to do it for us here at service from hell and we're wrapping up another bonus episode thank you so much for listening and thank you so much to all of the people that took time and spoke with me it was so fascinating to get their take on everything and it was really fascinating that almost universally everyone was like yeah no no tipping doesn't really we don't want it here it doesn't really move the needle which i disagree my friend has a theory that she always gets worse customer service in countries where there is no tipping and i thought no way that's true and then when i was over there i was like oh yeah I've got some of the, I've experienced some of the worst customer service I've ever experienced when I was over there. And there is a service charge on all of the tickets that I was like, well, that is a tip. And they said, no, it's not compulsory. Like you can have that taken off. And I thought, who's getting that taken off? So there sort of is tipping without them saying that it's tipping. It's sort of odd. And, you know, like when you get your nails done or your hair done, you know, there is, you, you throw they, what they say, they call it throwing a fiver at it. And so like you, you throw down five pounds extra or whatever to whatever experience you're getting. So you are tipping. They just don't want to acknowledge it. It feels like it was a little weird, but all of that to say, thank you folks so much for listening. Thank you to all of the people that participated. And I had some really lovely customer service experiences there too. So I don't want to make it seem like, oh no, it was all terrible. It wasn't. I, we had some really, really lovely experiences over there too, but it was crazy to me how universally it was kind of like mm, half as good 
I would say, as it is in the States. And so there is a little bit of singing for your supper when you're over here because someone just gets to decide how much they're going to gift you. And I say that all the time. Tipping is a gift. So yeah, uh, it was really fascinating to get their perspective. We will be back next week with the same format you know and love and same bad time, same bad place. We will be joined by a comic who used to work at the Apple store for five years and has quite a story about that. So feel free to check us out next week. Thank you folks so much for listening. Good night. Thank you.